everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on WMR.FM. It is the last day of November, November 30th, 2023. Cyber Monday's gone past. Black Friday's gone past. We're now kind of in that holding pattern of uh, planning our way forward towards Christmas and um, looking back at well, Cyber Monday and Black Friday to figure out exactly what happened. Um, and a lot happened uh, in the SEO world over that time. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Christine, it was a uh, really busy week. Um, but do you know what today is? The day Christine forgot to unmute her mic. <laughs> oh, well, among, among other things, yeah. You know what else uh, today is? What is today, Jim? Today is ChatGPT's first birthday. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure I'm excited about that. But no, it's it's <laughs> no longer a baby. Chat now it's, it's growing into its toddler years, you know, where it learns to do stuff and move move around and get into things. And, you know. True. And just so people are aware, it wasn't that it was invented a year ago. It was just released to the public on mass a year ago. There were yeah, was... 3.4 when they released it, I think. No, yeah, it was a, it was around this week, um, but it came out uh, uh, in the in the public's eye in in the biggest way one year ago this week, and so I went over to uh, I went and opened my um, trusty Edge browser and went over to uh, work with um, Bing Copilot to come up with a way to sing Happy Birthday to um, ChatGPT, and you know what I got, and I quote. Happy birthday to ChatGPT. Happy birthday to ChatGPT. Happy birthday, dear ChatGPT. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Now, I know that's exactly what I was supposed to get because that's what the very, 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 very vast majority of people who ever wrote happy birthday to have ended up writing, singing, or saying in some form or another. Yeah. Um, so the system works, eh? Happy birthday, ChatGPT. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, you could have asked it to do it in reggae style or something, but I'm pretty sure it's still been the same with a couple of word changes. Well, it can't, can't create anything. It can only, you know, go from what it already knows. So. Indeed. So anyway, so it's been a year since it's been on the scene and an incredible amount of change has happened in, the, uh, in that year. Um, actually, our guest today, the great Carolyn Shelby, is coming on to talk about AI and Yoast SEO later on. Um, incredible changes happened in the industry, in the world, in computing, etc. You know, if, if but, Yoast could help write my descriptions, I'd be really happy. <laughs> you, again, that Carolyn is about to tell you something that will make you very happy. Awesome. Very cool. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave all that for her. Um as I was saying, everything is changing really rapidly because of the because of AI and 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 the you know the acceleration machine that we live in that is known as modern society. Um, but for SEOs, something a bit more um, basic and complex happened. The biggest, um, you know, every you know, if if you have ecom clients, this was the week, or last week was the week, more more precisely, on um, the end of Thanksgiving. And the weekend over to Cyber Monday. Um, and Google was rolling a number of updates and causing great volatility in search rankings during <laughs> this time. 
and is done. The Google November 2023 core update is done. It's finished 26 days to get through. And uh, it finished just after the massive e-com um, uh, it's a holiday for everybody else, but for e-com, this is, this is, you know, when you make your money before Christmas. All right. Sure. So, so do you think we're going to have another one? I think we need to like start a betting pool for SEO. <laughs> Normally we shouldn't have any this late in the year, but they're behind because of project Gemini. So they told us to expect updates this year, possibly all the way through the holiday season, which is, is something that you, they said they would never do, but now they're doing so what do you think? Were you getting another one before the end of the year? Yeah, absolutely wouldn't surprise me if another one yeah, came I down. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either. However, uh, I mean, I don't think Google really cares that it's 2023, 2024. Um, so one might be coming in just because they have to either introduce a uh, new way of the tech of using a technology or they have to um, introduce a new way of composing the SERPs or whatever, right? Um, something will change between now and New Year's. Um, but is there going to be another massive core update where um, the results of several different algorithm um, alterations are stitched together? I don't know. Well, you know, the last like big day of shipping is in the middle of the month. I forget what actual day it is this year. So it could be that they roll it out like a few days before Christmas or something like that, which wouldn't affect anything that much. And people go into the new year with having to fix their stuff. Although they'd spend the holidays in quite a state of anxiety if they got hit hard. But you know, Google loves to roll things out on holidays anyways, as SEOs, we know this, so. Yeah, well, the last, I mean, the last uh, reasonable shipping date is what, around the, the, the 15th or so of December. And yeah, after that, that even the most Herculean um, system is going to struggle to get the massive pa packages exactly where it's got to get. And unless it's Amazon, of course, but they don't worry about SEO. They just sell it to you. Exactly. So, um, so, so anyway. Go? Go, ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that update's done. Um, moving forward, um, I think there's a lot of conversations SEOs want to either have or plan to have with their clients, especially conversations about the use of AI um, in uh, both their operations and in uh, search results. That's going to make an interesting, I think it's going to make an interesting series of shows coming up going into the new year, eh? Definitely. It definitely will make it for an interesting year. So, uh, yeah. So, well, before, before we move on to our wonderful guests. Uh, should we talk about Twitter real quick? <laughs> if we can keep our PG uh, certification <laughs> with iTunes and stuff, I'm all so, in. Yeah, so instead of, you know how on your phone it autocorrects to duck? It's a duck. I thought it was muck. It, uh, no, our well, auto, in this case, it autocorrects to muck. Oh, I like that. I like that. Mucky Musk uh, said a lot of duck yesterday. <laughs> And you know, don't tell your um, advertisers to um, go muck themselves, eh? Go duck off. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. I, um, I watched the interview, and he literally thinks that he has a lawsuit against advertisers for deciding not to advertise on his platform. He calls it um, 
what did he call it? Blackmail that they don't want to advertise, <laughs> that he will not respond to their blackmail. And he literally said, you can duck off. And he multi he said it multiple times to the advertisers. It's like, you know, when you're running but, Nazi content on your platform, it might be you and not your advertisers. That is the problem. Like, call me crazy. Um, a bunch more of advertisers are likely to, um, you know, tell them to go uh, shuck it. <laughs> shuck it, duck it, muck it. You guys yeah. get the idea, right? <laughs> so, yeah, well, so he had a total meltdown on on this interview. He even called the interviewer by the wrong name. <laughs> he didn't use the right name for the interviewer. So, uh, but it was it was a pretty, really kind of sad performance. And then uh, I can't say the CEO's last name, unfortunately, because I only see it on Twitter. I never hear it pronounced. But um, she was backing it all today, saying that the, the free thought platform, it's like, no, you let literal Nazis back on the platform. Advertisers saw their ads next to Nazi content. They decided they didn't want to be on your platform anymore. Welcome to free enterprise and <laughs> capitalist system. We decided to revoke our dollars as a vote against what you're doing. That's basically how it works. So the idea that he's on stage yesterday and went into this whole tirade of how he's going to sue them and it's all their fault. And if Twitter dies, it's the fault of the advertisers, not him. And everyone needs to blame the advertisers and the public will come after the advertisers. I think he called them, or called us Earth. Earth will come after you, something like that. But anyway, it was it was quite a display. If you haven't seen it, everyone should go look it up and watch it because it was it was quite interesting. Well, um, there's a you know what? There's a make a buck joke in there, but I honestly can't get it together. <laughs> okay. uh, is there any more words we can get into substitute for? Um, I, I know what we are. We're stretching ourselves to do this, okay. but we we do have we do have. Um, access to um chat gpt and we have access to perplexity now i think so you know we'll figure it out give you a few minutes yes 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 and we'll talk about perplexity after we speak with caroline so that's a whole nother thing and speaking of caroline caroline is sitting in the green room caroline, and yeah. um it's 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 kind of weird having somebody like her sitting in the green room without joining us um so without further ado Give me a second to pull my handy dandy uh, introduction up because it's so written. <laughs> Kaelin Shelby has been an SEO leader as long as I've been an SEO. In fact, I can't remember a time in the industry when Carolyn wasn't making some oversized contribution. In fact, when Seashell was, act was active in digital marketing three or four years before I was, Today, she's principal SEO at Yoast.com, but she's held a couple of other prominent positions in this in search over the years. She led SEO efforts for ESPN, for the Tribune Publishing Network, which includes the, uh, Chicago, the Chicago Tribune, the LA Times, the uh, New York Daily News, and, and other papers. Most recently, Carolyn was consultant to the mouse himself as lead SEO for uh, Disney Corporation. Carolyn brings a wealth of experience, expertise, authority, and a trustworthiness as someone I've called a friend for something like 20 years now. Carolyn Selby, welcome to Webcology, and uh, it's really nice to talk to you again. I'm so happy to be back with you. I haven't talked to you in so long. I know, eh? Um, I don't even remember when the last time was. It was probably a conference in Chicago, I think, where we had supper at at uh, a basketball player's place. Space oh, at Michael Jordan's. Yeah, Michael Jordan's that was place. great. Yeah. 
How are you? I'm well. I'm I'm having a great time at Yoast and um, you know, just enjoying uh enjoying all the excitement in SEO. You know, we've got so many changes and so many big things that are happening. I feel like the industry is really kind of getting I, I, I feel like we don't know what to do with the AI, <laughs> um, not not us personally at Yoast, but the industry in general. <laughs> oh, um, the, thank you for the for the perfect segue. Um, you're in a position where you've kind of had to know what to do with uh, with with AI, especially at Yoast. And let's get that out of the way first. Um, Yoast is making Yoast SEO is making a uh, really huge announcement. You put out a press release two days ago. Um, you have integrated um, AI to do some of the most soul crushing tasks SEOs have got to do. Yes, we have. So, in our for our premium subscribers they can use AI, generative AI, to write um, up to five at once new titles or suggested titles and also meta descriptions for their posts. And then we just added it to our WooCommerce support as well. So for all of those products that you have, that you have to go through and write a title and a description for every single one of those products, now you can use the AI helper to, to make that a little bit less tedious because I know with regular websites, you may not have that many pages that you have to work on, but when you have, when you sell products, you could have thousands of products and somebody's got to sit and make sure that those aren't <laughs> duplicated titles and duplicated meta descriptions. And it's, um, you know, it, it helps mix it up a little because yeah, you can use variables and you can, you know, concatenate variables in a way that make, that make it human readable. But we all know that those can get a little dry, especially when you're looking at hundreds at a time. So using the using the computer to help, um, you know, make that task a little bit less tedious is is nice. Um, the other thing we did that was kind of the the extra oomph in that press release was we're not charging anyone extra based on their usage of the AI enhancements. So we noticed that a lot of uh, a lot of services are charging, you know, you, you can use it so many times per month and then you get, you start getting incremental charges. We're not doing that. We're just going to say, we're giving you this tool. You can use this tool as much as your, your heart desires and it's on us. And now you have a special premium deal for, uh, for WooCommerce SEO, um, which is, which is a big deal. WooCommerce is what about half of the um, half the websites running WordPress are also uh, running WooCommerce? Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's exactly half, but I know that it's. I mean, it comes default with every WordPress installation, and WordPress we know is what, more than forty percent of the web still. So it's uh, it's definitely a huge chunk of, of websites that are running this. We also do support um, Shopify. If you happen to not be into WordPress, but you're more into Shopify, uh, you can get and utilize all of your Yoast happiness in the Shopify um, platform as well. But going a, back to- the, That was my next question, actually. Um, I noticed that you have products for Shopify. Does uh, the AI um, features apply to Shopify users? I believe it does. Um, don't quote me on that because I spend all my time on the WordPress. Um, if it doesn't already, it probably will soon. And now I feel like a goober for not uh, not knowing that off the top of my head. 
people. Um, I was only prepared to talk about WordPress. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. This this is Yoast SEO 21.6. There's yeah, 21, a lot of releases. <laughs> uh, Twenty-one previous versions. Um, you were—I mean, you were—you—you you weren't the, the principal SEO at Yoast at the very beginning. But how much has remained the same, and how much has had to change um, by necessity over time? Oh, um, I think that the core, the the core, you know, the fundamentals, just like in in SEO, are pretty much, you know, I don't want to say they're exactly the same as they were, but they haven't changed that much. Having the, having the right structure, having good content and encouraging people to have proper structure and, and good content is what Yoast has done all along. What it takes off of the user's plate are some of the, some of the slightly more complicated tasks that entry-level users or people that, that just don't want to bother with some of these other things like building out your sitemaps and making your sitemaps correct, um, adding customizations and extras to your RSS feeds, um, setting, setting defaults for your titles and your meta descriptions, having meta descriptions and titles available to be edited on the taxonomy pages. All of those things are you know, I, I don't I don't see that they've the, the functionality of those has changed tremendously. Some of the guidance may have been tweaked a little bit, but all of that core, we're going to make sure that your WordPress installation is solid from an SEO perspective has been, you know, pretty foundational for the plugin the entire time. What does change though is we've added um, over the years, you know, schema became very important. So we added the schema support and we've continued to expand that schema report or support as new, new bits and chunks become available and then supported by Google. Um, we, we pay attention to, well, you know, we've got the AI stuff now. The AI, it, it has to be, someone has to make the prompts, right? That tell the computer how to tell the AI, I guess would be the way to say it, how to make those titles and make those meta descriptions. And what we do is we, we work on those and we make sure that our prompts are giving you pre SEO compliant output, I guess would be a good way to say it. So we're making sure that everything that is coming out of it is already in compliance with our recommendations for good SEO. So we're not going to recommend something that is 500 characters too long or that has the focus keyword for that page, which it knows to look at buried at the end or um, you know, isn't really 100% related to the angle of your story. So it's looking at all of the other things that you've got on the page and using our SEO know-how the prompt is pre-built pre to use that in, in a good way. So what stayed the same is that the goal is to make everybody's WordPress installation solid from an SEO fundamental standpoint. What changes though are our adjustments and modifications to make sure that the plugin is staying current with 
all of the algorithm changes and the and the role the the updates and things like that that are being constantly being released by the search engines. Does that help? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, with the AI, it trains on what it sees on your page. Yes. Yes. Does it train on any other thing? Does it have any input from Google Trends? Is it able to um, make choices or uh, differentiate between what might be a stronger or um, more uh, uh, frequently used word in the uh, niche that the, that, the, that, the, that the blogger or, or website is aiming at? So we have integrations with some other um, companies and tools. And one of the integrations we have is with SEMrush where as you're choosing your focus keyword for the page, it can help you decide if the keyword that you're entering has better, better alternates. So the, while the AI itself isn't making that determination, because you're, you're using the connection with SEMrush to make your focus keyword selection before you're running the AI, in theory, if you're doing things in the right order, it will, it, it's, it's training off of the best keyword possible because we've already helped you choose the best keyword. Uh, I read in the press release that it, it's almost like a push button solution in that you um, go through the um, licensing agreement, you uh, do your initial settings, you hit okay and boom, it is, writing your example uh, titles and meta descriptions. Is there yeah. a way if, if you don't if, have to add uh, some of the other systems, I think you have to add, like you have to get independently a license or an API for like chat GPT and then enter that in. And that's not the case with ours with ours. You know, you install it, you turn it on. If you're already a premium client, you're good to go. Okay. Um, what if even uh, they give it gives you five suggestions, uh, five five recommendations for uh -huh. titles and, and meta uh, meta descriptions? What if you want to change the prompt a little bit? Can 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 you train it yourself? No, that you can't do because the prompt is we're we're closely guarding our our prompt secrets, um, and also we 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 do update them and make changes to them periodically. But the way the prompt interacts with the system is not something that you can change on your end. Okay, but if I if uh, say on some of my more important pages, there was if there was something that I knew I needed to get in there that for one reason I, I needed I wanted to make a change, I could manually edit. Oh, you can manually edit the output, but you can't manually edit the prompt. Okay. So what I've done sometimes, um, I have a particular style for some sites that is a little bit more casual and not, not something that I can easily convey to, there's a tone, there's a tone to some of the things that I write and it's not, um, you know, it's fun and there, there's just certain, certain abbreviations I like to do that the, the AI isn't necessarily going to be aware of. So I, I'll go back through and I'll, I'll change words, you know, would you change your, your to you are things like that which I know is not proper grammar, but, you know, for that business case, it makes sense. Because um, the AI is not inclined to use <laughs> use improper grammar, whereas sometimes I do. You've been an SEO for, um, well, since, since 1995. You've been as long as there's been a commercial internet. 
-hmm. you've been um, working in digital marketing, you now have a playground that is, you know, you noted just a, a moment ago, um, your work affects 40% or more of websites um, or potentially affects 40% or more websites um, that are, 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 are on the internet today. You have a, a nearly infinite playground to play in. Does that sort of change your thoughts on what you bring to SEO? It's, it's an honor and it's kind of overwhelming to think about. Um, it's, I, I, I think, you know, one of my, one of my desires all along has been to kind of dispel myths and correct bad information that's floating around because early in my career, I discovered that when clients have a bad experience with someone in, in the industry, they're, they're likely to not want to deal with anyone in that industry again, and it's bad for the industry overall. So I want to make sure that people are having good experiences but I also want to make sure that there aren't practitioners out there who are perpetuating and, and disseminating bad information. So I feel like this is a, a unique opportunity to really make sure that we're, you know, I'm getting, spreading the good word, getting all that good information out there and helping people you know, shine the light on, on solid, good SEO fundamentals and steer people away from the, the, the shady tactics and the things that are otherwise going to cause them problems. It's, it's just such an awesome opportunity that it's really, um, it's humbling, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's the perfect position and it's just, it's, it's very, uh, I was so excited when this when this opportunity came around that I just I had to I had to jump on it. So, so what's it like taking over for? Um, I guess you, basically you're taking over for Yost himself. Um, he he ran that team until quite recently, right? Um, quite recently, but I think I'm more I'm more or less taking over for uh, John O. Alderson, who kind of took over, um, who was the the leading SEO there after Yoast left. So Yoast sold the company like 18 months ago. Um, and then Jono was there. He was there while Yoast was there, but then he stayed on until actually quite recently. So Jono um, was there during the recruitment process for me. So it's, um, it is, supremely intimidating because I I don't think those are shoes that I could I could ever adequately fill but it's I look at it as, as a challenge and it's a you know it is like I keep saying it's an honor it, it is it, it's it's such an honor to be in a place where I can even attempt to to fill those shoes and to carry the torch so it's um you know, yeah, it's, I don't know what else to say. It's, um, looking it's exciting in, and it's a huge challenge. Looking forward into 2024 and, and I guess beyond, although so much is going to happen in 2024, it's hard to imagine what beyond even, even looks like. 
what are you prepping your team for uh, moving forward into the next quarter or the next couple of quarters? So continuing to maintain the AI as the AI grows and expands and making sure that we're expanding how we're leveraging that technology to help our customers do do more, better, and faster is one thing. Um, keeping so those prompts for one thing, it, it's not a set it and done. It's not like you just add it and you and you ignore it because we all know that the the models have a tendency to hallucinate, and they're making changes to they're making changes to things all the time, ostensibly to make them dumber. Um, there were some agreements that were just signed between the EU and the US and a couple other uh, large international agencies to protect people from AI and AI ethics and all these other things, which are, are constraints on the system. So keeping up with all of the, the weird changes that are coming now that AI is expanding so fast and governments are starting to scramble to figure out how they can constrain it and I guess manage it, which I'm not really sure how they think they're going to manage it, but that's that's something that we have to we have to worry about on behalf of the customers so that the customers don't have to worry about it, making sure that the prompts don't um, develop behavioral drift. Um, and then really looking to make sure that we're keeping up with all of the with all of the new updates that are that are rolling out. There's been so many changes just in this last year where, Google, you know, said that we're, they were taking away basically the FAQ schema and the how-to schema, right? And I remember there was a couple weeks there where everyone started shrieking, oh no, we have to just take that off our pages and it's, it's not useful anymore. Why, do you, why haven't you taken it out of the plugin? Well, because just because they took it away doesn't mean they're not going to give it back to us. And oh, look, now they've given how-tos <laughs> back to us. Um, you know, things change all the time. So there's been a few new uh, schemas that are going to be they're going to be adding support for. So continuing to to do that, I think is really the most important thing. There's um, and it, it, you know that's kind of standard. That's what the team does all the time. The other big thing that we want to work on is making sure that our our education and um, our think pieces and our academy are you know give those a little zhush and make sure that those are being promoted and people know that not only can you get the plugin where we're going to kind of let you just fill in your information and then it, it magically goes, but there's, there's learning that can happen and we can, we can help you understand everything that's going on. Not only so that you know, so that you know and understand what's happening, but you can be a better judge of, what sales pitches you're getting from other organizations, you can, you'll know enough to be able to effectively critique opportunities and just be a better, more well-informed SEO practitioner. Um, so the education aspect and then maintaining and improving the tool, that's really what we're going to focus on. I don't think, I don't think we're, we're nearing like a, teleporter development or any Star Trek grade leaps in, in technology. It's, um, it's a lot of making sure that we're continuing to provide the best service. We're not looking to be 
necessarily bleeding edge on everything. We want to make sure that the stuff we add into the plugin is definitely good for our user and that we're definitely adding it in and providing it in the best way for the user rather than just being first to market. Um, for most of your career, I mean, actually, as far as, as far as I know, for all of your career, you've been a SEO director or a hands-on SEO with uh, like, you know, your, your finger right on the keyboard and in the trenches. Now you're the, the principal SEO for uh, a leading tool maker. Does that change your perspective on the industry or on your relationships in the industry? Um, a little bit. You know, it's um, because it's more when you have your own when, you, when you're working on your own brand, you're looking very specifically as how can I improve the rankings for my brand? And there are always, there's, there's going to be unique little quirks to your vertical and you don't necessarily care <laughs> what the other guy is doing or you do care what the other guy is doing because you wanna do it better. Whereas serving, serving in this role for a tool, I have to really be conscious of everyone's needs and what's good for the, the broadest number of people, what's good for multiple verticals. It's, it's a much, I almost say it's, it's a more high level um, experience. So I do need to be aware of things that we can do for specific verticals that we have tools for. Um, but for the most part, it's it's a lot less what's going to, it's a lot less reactive, I guess. Um, it's more, how can I take what I know and make it available and applicable to the broadest range of people that are going to be using this tool? Um, so it just, it feels a little different. It's a little bit less me against the world and it's more me trying to help the world. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of trying to help the world, one of the ways you became well-known um, within the SEO world was your um, speaking at conferences, your appearances, mm -hmm. um, uh, SES, uh, uh, SMX, um, PubCon, et cetera. Are you still, are you still um, speaking at and appearing at conferences? I took a little break um, during COVID, uh, as everyone did, really. Um, the, yeah, the plan is that I'm going to be doing a lot more speaking on behalf of Yoast. Uh, that was one of the things that they asked me to do. So I've been pitching a lot more. I've been showing up at a lot more, uh, a lot more events. And I am looking forward to really racking up those frequent flyer miles. So maybe I can get uh, 1K status this year. Well, this is um, some of the best uh, ways to get information from people directly involved in uh, in creating the products and creating uh, uh, the, the 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 things that we as you know SEOs use every day. So, um, if people are at conferences and have feedback on their experience with uh, with Yoast SEO, you'd be um, I don't, I honestly, I don't want to set you up here, but you'd be there to take it. 
Oh, yeah. No, that's why I go. I, you know, having those conversations with people and hearing about their, their use cases and their experience with it. And, you know, if they're having problems or there, there's a, a function that they, that they would really like, that's why I'm there is to take notes and then take that back to, you know, the hive and, and see what we can do about that. Because everybody's, if one person is concerned enough or has enough of a desire to pull me aside and tell me in person, then there's probably other people that want that too. So I, one nice thing about Yoast is that we have a lot of fun swag. So I always have like fun pins and, and glitter stickers in my pockets that are branded. So if anybody gets a little, a little too surly and like, here, have a glitter sticker. <laughs> Um, okay, we have to uh, move. Uh, we have another segment coming up um, on uh, uh, AI and uh, well, on AI and Google. Um, Carolyn, it has been so much fun having you here. Um, where I got a couple more questions. Um, first off, where are you going to be appearing next? If um, people people do want do want to um, meet up with you or speak with you. Um, do you know where you're speaking next? Um, I actually do not. I am waiting to hear back on um, WordCamp Asia. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that pitches just opened for WordCamp Europe. Um, I believe that pitches are going to open soon for, well, I don't know how soon. At some point, there is going to be a PubCon Pro in 2024. And I absolutely intend to pitch for that. Um, other than that, I don't think my 2024 is nailed down. Okay. Um, if people want to give you feedback on their experience with uh, Yoast and especially with um, Yoast's uh, new AI features, um, how do they do that? So we have a pretty extensive uh, Twitter Twitter team that monitors. Um, if you'd prefer, to, so that's just at Yoast, and it's Yoast like toast, but with a Y. Um, or if you'd like to send me an email directly, you can send it to carolyn.shelby at yoast.com. And I would be happy to route that to whomever needs it, uh, needs to see it in support. Or if you just want to vent to me or tell me what you like, what you don't like, I'm happy to take that information and, and see if I can act on it. Saving people the trouble of writing uh, 10,000 meta descriptions. Uh, the, I, I, I have a couple uh, e-com clients that have literally an ending list. Of Honestly, those are tasks that would have in the past been given to the intern that I like the least. Uh -huh. So all of the interns <laughs> in, in the world should be thankful that AI exists now because this is going to take that off their plates. Or if they still get stuck with it, make their jobs much easier and faster. OMG. So, so before you before you came on, Carolyn, I told Jim it would make me so happy if it does meta descriptions. So, it does. Thank you for doing that because I never know what to tell a client with limited resources. Like you have a blog here and pages that you haven't done any descriptions on for ten years, so you know get through them when you can. <laughs> like yeah, so it'll be really it'll be that's a really great feature. It'll save people a lot of time, and especially it's such tedious work writing meta descriptions. So. Well, it's tedious, especially because, you know, you've got the, the character count constraints and people, people don't like to count things. And it's, 
sometimes after you finish writing something, your, your brain is just so fried coming up with that meta description is the last thing you want to think about. So this will take that off your plate. It'll help with the title. It, it, it helps with those things that people tend to struggle with. I had exactly. a client that sold bathtubs once, 80 different brands of bathtubs. And each of these brands had different makes. And I had to write meta descriptions for 80 different brands of bathtubs with multiple, representing multiple makes of bathtub. And they all did the same thing. It drove me nuts, <laughs> literally. There are not a lot of different uses for bathtubs. I'm coming at you, Wukong. I mean, I'm, I'm coming at you, Yos. I'm coming at you with bathtubs. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I am eager to see what the output is on that and get your feedback after that kind of um, thorough. We do, <laughs> actually. Wait, wait, Jim, was that worse than the one you had to do with plastic bags? Infinitely, uh, the, because plastic bags, it was only one one manufacturer of these bathtubs. That's it was true. 80 brands. <laughs> so plastic bag meta descriptions done by Yoast, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn Shelby, principal SEO at uh, Yoast.com. Thank you so much for your time today. It's, it's, it's wonderful having you on the air and, and, and speak to you again. Thank you so much. And I will come back anytime you want. Uh, absolutely. Have a, have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Hey, friends, that was Carolyn Shelby, principal at uh, SEO at Yoast.com. And uh, she was here, uh, as you know, as you heard, to talk to us about uh, the uh, Yoast SEO and Yoast SEO premium with um, AI enhancement. And I swear to God, I'm said, I am doing it. I'm, I'm, Christian, I'm doing it. I need to get this off, off, off. It's been bugging me for like 10 years or more. The bathtubs. Oh, the, the bathtub, damn bathtubs! Yes. <laughs> you know, I know, I, you know, I'm very not about using AI to write your content, but well, this is, this for meta descriptions, what I mean, to say for meta descriptions and titles, it's a fantastic way to use AI. Except on your biggest money converting pages, make sure you do a human review of all that so that it's written in a way to convert your clients. But if you have a blog with a thousand blogs that don't have meta descriptions, let the AI go. Like <laughs> you don't need to worry about the AI can do that just fine. So yep. I think that's great. Cause who is ever, how many times have you been faced with like a website? It's like, here's 500 pages of met titles and descriptions you must write. And you're like, Oh my gosh, after I get through like 50, I'm ready to shoot myself. So it's uh it's, it's just great that Yoast has added that. It's huge. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. And, um, and again, to, uh, to, to Carolyn, um, what a career. I just like um, every everything that um, Carolyn's touched in her career has um, worked out well and propelled her on to another um, really spiffy adventure. Like, could you, could you imagine walking into Yankee Stadium as the head SEO for ESPN? <laughs> that would be kind of well, mind blowing. And coming after Jono is a huge deal. So I, I think that's great. And it sounds like she's done a great job spearheading some really positive moves for Yoast, which should give them a step over some of the competitors. Yeah, you see, Shell. Okay. Yeah. So we got to get back to some Googly stuff um, or AIE stuff. AI, but, um, like it, yeah, like some AI first. Oh, that leads before into we get them, stuff. Before, I want to do some good news before we, before we, before we go. So, um, and this this is this is more I guess this is more more for 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 Canadian listeners, but um, Canadian listeners might remember and uh, feel cut off by um, Google News and by Facebook and Meta because for the last um, 
nine months or so, um, both large tech firms have been um, in a spat with the Canadian government. Um, with Google, it was settled on Wednesday. Google is going to contribute 100 million Canadian or about 74 million American annually to um, Canadian news industries um, under a law that kind of appreciates that Google not only owns the entire advertise or the, the majority of the advertising ecosystem, but also controls the traffic that goes to the organizations that are printing the news stories that attract the user to Google or to, uh, to, to, to meta products in the first place. Um, so Google, um, much like they did in Australia, which passed a similar law last year, or will do in the United States and the European Union, both of which are passing similar laws in coming years, Google has settled with the Canadian news industry to the tune of 74 million US annually or about 100 million Canadian annually to help pay for the stories that are attracting readers to that advertising space. And it's kind of nice that the, that the tech giant blinked before the government blinked in this case. Yeah, it's very nice. And it'll help support the news industry there. And, and it would have been horrible for Google to not provide news in Canada. I know they've done this before, but um, the, they usually stopped the supply and then people agreed they needed to bring it back. This time, at least it was stopped before that happened. Mm -hmm. So that's good. More importantly than getting news, because I could always go to cbc.ca, ctv.ca, globalnews.ca, or any of, the, any of the fine Canadian news outlets that are out there or directly to their website. More importantly, Google has also cut off everything when it comes to innovation to Canadians. I don't know what a Canadian search generative experience is. I kind of got to cheat at it with a VPN to, to, to take a look at what a search generative experience is. Because if you're in Canada... You don't get that. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm really hoping that this will help move the needle on Google's reluctance to serve the Canadian market. We have slightly different privacy laws than America. And um, clearly our government is, is, is willing to stick its, stick its finger in the nose of the tech giants. Um, and the tech giant, again, they're trying to, trying to punch back. But... Anyway, um, I hope that this 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 frees that floodgate and uh, and um, new technologies, especially the Google Labs experience, can come up here. Because that would be that would be spiffy. It really would. Yeah, exactly. It'll be very helpful for you guys to actually be able to use the technology before it rolls out. Well, I mean, it's scary when people have access to a technology that's changing the world, and you and yeah. your contemporaries can't use it in your normal signed-in um, state. Exactly. I feel true. like I, I honestly feel like I'm falling behind. Um, and I had to ways. screen share it with you to show you what it was about because you didn't have access. So. I know. It was a I know. Crazy. Okay. Uh, yeah. So which shoe do you want to go next? <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to go to a world where Google shares all of its stuff with everybody. That's what I want to go to. But until we get there, we might have to go to, you know, look at a Google killer, like Perplexity AI or potential Google killer. Uh, that's, that's a, you know, the, the people that started this are former Google employees. Former so, Google employees, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 that's a little bit scary because... Um, for people who don't know, have never heard of Perplexity AI because it's been on the radar, but not unless you're in those spaces. It's a large language model 
but with a twist that the others don't currently have. So the others currently ground themselves in things that are online, like Bing, if you do a search, it'll ground the LLM inside the search results. So it will, you know, be creating the text kind of based on that. But this is talking about basically becoming a search engine with live data um, that they bring in and then use the LLMs for, which would eliminate our entire industry for the most part. So it is it is a bit scary. I don't know. I mean, they're formal Google engineers, so they do know the impact. Unlike Sam Altman, who, you know, kind of just went forward from Y Combinator and doesn't really, I don't think, understand necessarily the impacts of what they're doing. These guys do understand the impacts of what they're doing because of who they worked for. But I, I do think it's a little it's a little scary. So I definitely keep an eye on. Um, what do you think? Am I, am I being uh, overly concerned or... Well, yes and no. I mean, change is um, the one thing about change is change happens to change as it goes along. So we're looking at perplexity AI from a specific point of view in a specific point of time. And what um, the what perplexity thinks it might do with itself might be different than what users actually do with perplexity. I think that it's only a matter of time before um, AI becomes search. That's um, that's absolutely inevitable. How that's presented to the users is a different question. Um, that's uh, that's what it's going to come down to. Does that kick, does that destroy the SEO industry? I don't think so, because there's always going to be ways to make a website more open to yeah, like, whatever is reading it. That's true. I will say one thing, but by the way, also, our skills also apply to just creating good websites for users. Mm-hmm. And websites aren't going away. So if you do get concerned, like I was a couple of years ago, waking up in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, what happens if everything goes away? But, because it'd be literally overnight. But um, but then I realized that what we do makes the content better to read, the site better to use, you know, the um, the way the pages are constructed better for the user to ingest the content. So what we do does make websites better. Anyway, you just change it from, you know, search experience to site experience optimization. There you go. Um, here, now, here's the quote from the guys from Perplexity. And I do think they do have one Achilles here here. See if you hear it. Our in-house search indexing and crawling infrastructure allows us to augment LLMs with the most relevant, up-to-date, and valuable information. Our search index is large, updated on a regular cadence, and uses sophisticated ranking algorithms to ensure high-quality, non-SEO sites are prioritized. Website experts, which will call snippets, are provided to our PPLX online models, that's their language model, to enable responses with the most up-to-date information. So... What, Sorry, what snippet? I, Can you define what a snippet is for me again? It doesn't say in here. It just says which we call snippets. Okay. Uh, website, exp- website experts. Ex- experts, excerpts. Yeah, I <laughs> tongue dyslexia. Well, uh, here's so, the thing. Uh, what, are, what are they ranking and how can I screw with it? it suddenly exactly. you have an SEO'd page. And the non-SEO'd sites are prioritized. What major site in the entire Webiverse, my word today, um, is not SEO'd in some capacity. Well, moreover. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're thinking spam, but I mean, like the Washington Post, New York Times, uh, Amazon, they're all SEO'd. So they're not going to surface those? 
Well, again, the, mo the moment people like us figure out how to um, make a site work better with complexity or to um, order information so it's more likely to be perceived by perplexity, maybe it's a style of writing, who knows? But the moment that happens, they're dealing with an SEO site. So screw yeah, you guys. Exactly. Good aspiration, buddy. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, um, the fact that, uh, you know, that anybody in the affiliate side of the gaming, uh, pharmaceuticals or adult sites are going to immediately figure out how they can uh, they can spam. So oh, indeed. <laughs> and to break all the rules. So if they're going for non-SEO sites, it's just not a thing. It's, it, unless you're like, a mom and pop and i don't think people want mom and pops over like you know the bbc so i don't think that's gonna happen but it yes. is interesting they also use a lot of google terms like helpfulness helpfulness factuality which would be consensus mm -hmm. and uh, freshness but also they're talking about the most up-to-date information but so many websites don't update regularly because they don't need to so that's kind of a flaw so there's a lot of flaws in here well, so we'll see what happens but. again here's my deal i sell blue widgets of one sort or another if you're ranking if you're presenting information about blue widgets and putting a link back to a e-commerce website where a consumer can purchase blue widgets, I want to know how to make that be my website. And um, again, I, 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 there's no such thing as a um, reference system that doesn't have someone like us trying to, you know, be involved in getting our stuff referenced it doesn't yeah, it just doesn't happen this is earth and here's one of the um this is a venture capital capital guy who has access perplexity is so much better than google search period it is google search only as a backup now 20 years of behavior unlearned in a few months massive disruption sorry google friends innovate as fast as you can <laughs> thinking you have no idea what's going to happen when the black hat market gets a hold of your algorithm <laughs> so, yeah well we'll, we'll, we'll see again happens. we'll see what happens um yeah. there could I was trying to explain to a client the other day that um, what you're getting from AI is the um, perfectly um, constructed, statistically right way to phrase that because that's how everyone else has done it. But it doesn't mean that it's beneficial to you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll see. But it is a concerning one. People should keep their eyes on it because also you might keep your eyes on it for um, hints on how Google might do some stuff since they're former Google engineers and they use a lot of similar terms. So they, I'm sure there's some, they can't copy what they did at Google, but I'm sure there's some basis in the foundational logic. So You know what we missed last week? I, I really, I I, I, I'm glad it was Thanksgiving last week last week because that meant everybody got to have a day off and hang out, you know, eat good food, hang out with the family, all that sort of stuff. But you know what? We missed the greatest corporate drama and maybe the stupidest corporate drama in um, American history. And then it was over. <laughs> we know, missed the Altman Express. We did, but uh, so remember we did the article the week before on how they were calling themselves the God, creators of God, mm -hmm. like they're creating God. That seems to be kind of at the root of the Altman um, firing because they believed he was, this is what I've read in different reporting. So I don't have any firsthand knowledge of this, of course, but um, that he was willing to accelerate for commercial reasons and to skip that very uh, necessary safety 
guidelines, including possibly going from skipping AGI and going to ASI, which I will tell you, as of two weeks ago, I had not heard of ASI. But AGI is the advanced general intelligence that everyone's all worried about in the industry, like the big researchers. Um, ASI, AGI, though, gives a lot of learnings and teachings and how to, you know, set your guardrails and how to prevent bad things from happening. So if you just skip that step, it'd be sort of like if a baby went from turning over in their crib to running a marathon and everything their body missed out learning in between, it'd be kind of like that. And so they're very concerned that um, he was accelerating too quickly based on commercial desires. And so they ousted him. Unfortunately, when they ousted him, they didn't tell Microsoft, who owns 49% of the company. So Microsoft stepped in and said, oh, no, 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 we're going to have him back. And so basically through a weird mishmash of ins and outs, because he was going to be at this company and then he was going to be at Microsoft and not Microsoft, but back at OpenAI. That's where he finally landed. Um, now, Microsoft is on the board. I uh, have a non-voting share on the board. But the people that were on the board, it's a nonprofit still at that level. Uh, they had no vested interest at all in the company's financials. They have no stock. They have nothing to gain. So when they make a decision, it's supposed to be based on best interest for humanity, really. That's really their task. Um, and Microsoft is not that. They are a commercial entity of 49% ownership. As, so, As I understood it, um, not only was Altman got fired, but about 300 of his researchers threatened to quit and to go to Microsoft. The moment Microsoft yeah. said, okay, you fire Altman, we're picking him up. Um, yeah. I think I think there's something more than just moving too fast on AI, but um, oh, I'm sorry, just commercial interests. Um, I th I have a feeling that um, OpenAI doesn't control what happens with artificial intelligence anymore. There well, are other players yeah. that are moving far faster than they are. Well, no, I don't think there's many that are moving faster. What they supposedly did was solve math problems. Now I have heard- I, did, I saw that, that was amazing. Well, right, so, but that is a big, big thing in the machine learning because it's able to plan and make decisions, I know. which you can't do right now. So so the the researchers that I'm reading, you know, some of them are, are debunking that he did what he did. So, um, so I don't know where that's gonna fall out because no one's made like final decisions. Like even the Atlantic has a thing today about it. But, uh, but if they did that, that is a massive jump that nobody else has come close to. And they do think OpenAI is going to get to AGI first right now, but maybe not because unfortunately Altman also seems to be one of those uh, people that shows stuff that may not be real yet, like sort of how Musk started out, but I'm not saying he's Musk, just saying like how Musk started out. Um, but he, uh, he so was it's hard also to a proponent of guardrails early, was he not? He was, and that's the thing. And it happens seems to happen a lot when people start getting the big money and realize they can change the world is they kind of want to go faster, faster. And I've been in those startup environments. So I get that pressure to start, you know, go faster, faster. And the thing on all those people leaving, it was 700 when they got done out of 750 said they'd leave. But I were, I'm in Vegas where Tony Shea, you know, who passed away, um, ran Zappos and people got tattoos of Tony and Zappos mm -hmm. on their bodies. There is charismatic leadership that does cause people to do that. Tony was a basically good human that knew his employees and I, 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 like their equals. And I so, don't know so Sam I, Altman, but he's no Tony Shea. No, he's no Tony <laughs> Shea. But I do know, we do know friends in the industry that actually know him and say he's the nicest, kindest guy you could ever meet. And I've heard that a lot about him. Mm -hmm. So it is possible that the employees just really love working for him because he has good EQ. And so they're willing to follow him. You know what I'm saying? And plus the research is so groundbreaking. Why would you not? Well, I mean, indeed. And 
I mean, and also, I mean, what, 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 what open AI is doing is being, um, in one way or another, um, worked on by teams in innumerable places around the world. So, um, I, I, I do believe that they're the market leader right now. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. And to see that get broken up would have been terrifying. But the way it got broken up, I mean, that was just so. I don't well, know why Open AI's board thought that creating a free agent was the smart way yeah, to rein in um, uh, unbridled innovation. <laughs> well, to be honest, the guy, most of the people on the board. Don't they watch like, baseball? Yeah, but you know, from what I remember, the people on the board, like, one started with Sam Altman in developing AI. One was a researcher, you know. So these aren't people that think about how markets move and companies restructure and what happens when you fire the wonderkin of the company and how he's going to take and go somewhere else and just do it somewhere else. I didn't think any of that. But at the same time, I, I do find it concerning what we read the week before about them creating God, about how fast they're trying to move to AGI after he told the researchers community, you know, all the academics that he wouldn't try to go to AGI and he is. Um, I do think he's being a little bit propelled by forces that aren't necessarily for the betterment of mankind, but corporations and pocketbooks. But unfortunately now it's all the board is now people who Salesforce, Microsoft, you know, Sam, it's now going to be people. Oh, and no women. Uh, it's going to be people that their interest is pocketbooks. So I think, unfortunately, it's like if you gave the nuclear bomb to like XYZ company and said, just make sure you don't blow up the world with it. That's all. Because it does have the potential to be that dangerous. And I know that sounds like hyperbole, but I've read the re like the big academics on how it can be that dangerous, and it can't be that dangerous. So, well, again, I think I think people should be aware that that's not just open AI. There's uh, to use it's if all, you want to yeah. use the nukes analogy. Um, there's dozens of independent corporations um, developing their own arsenal. Um, well, I'm sorry, developing their own AI for whatever reasons. Um, well, again, this is one of those, we'll see what happens. We live in an acceleration yeah. culture and AI is accelerating everything, um, including itself. Yeah. And they have so, a new algorithm called Q, which, why did they have to call it Q? Oh my indeed. gosh, with all the conspiracy theories with Q, but Q is the one we don't know about. And Q is the one that supposedly solved the math problem. So next week when we talk, I will have found out what they have derived from that because they're in the process of debunking. So whether they're really debunking it or whether they're just like critical, I don't know yet. So we'll, we'll talk next week about that and see which way it came out. Okay. On that, it's been a full clock. Um, uh, yeah, we've, we've gone all the way around. So we have to get out of here. Um, on behalf of uh, Christine Schlackinger from Sites Without Walls, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and you all have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the th recorded live to podcast on the 30th of November, 2023. It's almost Christmas. Um, it's probably time to start tell people to start, you know, thinking about seeing their families and planning good vacations and planning time off if you can get it, because 2024 is going to be going to be absolutely wild okay again on behalf of christine chackinger uh this is jim hedger from digital always media be well be kind rank well be good to each other and we'll talk to you next week bye everybody
Hey SEOs and content marketers, say goodbye to crazy spreadsheet mashups and experience unprecedented connectivity between your SEO planning and reporting data. Introducing Audios Key, technology for keyword mapping, content brief automation, and rank tracking that form an SEO strategy system providing unparalleled feedback loops between planning, reporting, and optimization activities. Put your time and energy into strategy, not data upkeep. Visit audiencekey.com and apply for a free trial today.